Hey, this is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, my actual day job is a personal trainer and online personal trainer. And if you like what you've been hearing and need help and need help with accountability uh, with your workouts, uh, please see the podcast description for my email and reach out and uh, see if we can help you out and get you to your fitness goals. Other than that, enjoy the show. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my uh, with me my new season co-star. I have Norman Plotkin with me. How's it going, Norman? Great. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Good to be here. Well, uh, cool, Norman. Um, I think uh, let's let's go on to the next episode. Uh, you wanted to talk about kind of how love and fear play a play a part in in what you do, um, as well as you know, hypnosis, self-hypnosis, what people can kind of, you know, do, do without, you know, going through the full program. And we'll talk about that as well, but what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, um, uh, love is a very powerful concept. If you, um, all the world religions, uh, all the world religious figures, uh, you know, the, in the Bible, there's red letters that, that Jesus spoke that, you know, and it's all loving. And so love is a very powerful concept. It's opposite is fear. And we live in a fear-based world and fear is used often to control people. And if you're in a fearful state, uh, you can be easily controlled and it's, it's everywhere. Um, and so we, we just get used to seeing it. And sometimes we even are attracted to it, you know, the rubbernecking to see the blood on the, in the freeway crash or whatever. Um, and so, so love gives rise to all positive emotions and fear gives rise to all negative emotions. In any moment, you can choose to come from a place of love or a place of fear. It's like a light switch. And so um, what I encourage everyone, whether they work with me or not, then when I speak to people and maybe just, they just come in for a consultation, um, I, I encourage everyone to come up with a picture, an image, an icon, something that suggests love and to practice bringing that into their heart space 40 times a day. See, because what happens is you, when you get yourself into something and then you like we throw up these petition prayers. God, if you just get me out of this one, I promise never to do that again. Right. And, you know, and, and God says, well, where were you last Tuesday? <laughs> so you got to show it. And by the way, God's not some bearded white guy who lives in the clouds. It, God you know, resides in all of us right here in our heart center where love resides, love, God, God, love. And so you have to show up for yourself on a regular and frequent basis. You see, because, um, and I don't mean be a pushover or a, or a doormat. When I say bring love into your heart space, you're going to show up lovingly, but you know you can still express your boundaries. So for example, I can say, uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Please don't talk to me that way. Or I can say, shut the hell up. Yeah. You know, one is- <laughs> It comes from love. <laughs> one's loving and one's not loving. And so we have that choice. And so- I, I encourage, so I didn't make that up. That comes from The Course in Miracles. And there's a three-volume set and it says a whole lot more than that. But this is the Reader's Digest version that you can practice bringing love into your heart space and come from a place of love. Now, if you layer on top of that, um, 
Dr. Viktor Frankl, who wrote uh, Mankind's Search for Meaning. He was a psychiatrist in the Nazi concentration camp, and he took little notes and sewed them into his clothing and, you know, who survived and who didn't and why. And so one of his famous quotes is that there's a space between stimulus and response, between action and reaction. And in that space lies your power, because you get to choose what kind of human being you're going to show up as. Now, we all know those energy vampires, those those uh, shit disturbers who come up and, you know, try and hand us a piece of crap and watch what we do with it. And then, and then, and then soak up the energy that comes from it. Right. Or they come stand and get in your space. And, and then when you get all tense, they're feeding off that. Right. So we all know those kind of people. And if you get recognize it and realize it and, and re react in a reactionary way, you're, you're not, you're very likely to come from a place of fear. All right. So if you just take a moment, and bring that love into your heart space and respond. No, that's yours. You hold on to that. Okay. That's okay. You, you, you keep that. I, I'm okay. Right. So then you don't accept the stuff that people are giving you and you did it lovingly and expressing your own boundary. And so in any moment you can come from a place of love or fear, but you have to practice. That's why I encourage people 40 times a day because, um, because we're very practiced at fear. And it's everywhere. The television, the news, you know, the government, the Rona, like, you know, it's fear. It's everywhere. And well, that's so, the biggest thing right there is just the news. That's all that sells is bad news. That's that's the terrible part. Exactly. Um, do, you th do you think most uh, addictions out there are because people come from a place of fear of those addictions? That's kind of what starts a downward spiral. And that's how you kind of pull that philosophy in just to start out i'm assuming there's other parts of the program too but that would make sense to me just listening to that oh yeah i mean there was there was an experiment um that was like rat city or something and so when you when you get a rat in a in a box and you give them coke water cocaine water or, or regular water and it's by itself it's it's going to do the cocaine water but when rats were put in a, a place with there were other rats and playgrounds and stuff they didn't, they didn't touch it I didn't touch the cocaine water, you know? So um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's fear, loneliness, all of these negative emotions that come from fear is the basis for that lead us to kind of self-medicate, right? It's um, um, we're, we're trying to soothe some unhappiness, some fill some void. And whether it can be food, it can be drugs, it can be alcohol, it can be sex, um, there's any number of things that we can create compulsions around uh, to, to, to kind of cope, create a coping mechanism or fill a void or an emptiness inside of ourselves. But when people are you know, well adapted and loved and, and have a, a, a great a core friendship and feel like they're doing, you know, have a purpose, you know, they're not susceptible to that. So I yeah, imagine uh, just... Um... You know, someone coming with an addiction, you know, doing a consult with you, there's probably a lot of stuff they can just do on their own without, you know, do. I mean, we'll go into more of what hypnotherapy is and all that, but I imagine there's stuff that you can do with just one one consult with you to have them start thinking about, like you said, love 40 times a day, um, other things to, to maybe, you know, help themselves with just, just that session, and, you know, just the the power of suggestion is so huge. And if you can get someone to bite on that, you could do a lot with that. 
Yeah, well, self-love is the biggest thing. So do you love yourself enough to show up for yourself? And that's the other thing, like um, showing up for yourself every day, every day. Get up, get up in the morning and start your day, you know, for 10 minutes, be quiet and still, light a candle and show. And that's a demonstration to yourself that you're important enough to show up for. Um, and, and that's, you know, we, we neglect ourselves. We, we're busy. We're doing this. We're over here. We're over there. We, and, you know, this, that self, um, uh, self-love, self-respect, uh, it's super important. Um, every cell in our body is listening, you know, yeah. that, and so, um, you know, th that demonstration that, you know, you're important enough to show up for is, is the, the first step. And I do, I do help people in the consultation. I mean, and um, it's what I do a lot of is reframing and people come in with these notions that they, they've, you know, um, so the conscious mind is reason, logic, analysis, decision-making and willpower. And, it, and the subconscious mind is all of your programming that began from zero to eight. And so the conscious mind brings in um, the, the environmental stimulus from our senses and it, and you think that's in control, but really it measures it against our programming. And if it doesn't comport with our programming, we're going to reject it with the rationalization. And so people are really good at building these fantastic rationalizations. Oftentimes I'll be asking questions and, and I go down the line of questioning and, and, I, and I'm like, did you hear what you just said? I mean, let's just play that back for a second because I want, I want to make sure that you understand uh, where you're coming from on that. And so uh, that can be super helpful to help, to help people get over their rationalizations. And, and then the other thing is, you know, I ask people, well, what are you getting from this? Why are you hanging on? What are you getting from it? There's a thing called secondary gain. And sometimes, you know, they get, you know, people have something going on in their life and they get something They get, uh, they get um, uh, attention, sympathy, empathy, uh, you know, so, you know, we're going to be real clear about what are you getting? We all know the person who gets on Facebook and posts about their diverticulitis or whatever, you know, and so it's like, you know, and I, I've had people, uh, I, I'm like, okay, you want to, you want some help with that? I'm like, nah, I'm all right. You're all right. You're yeah, okay, and because you can't, you know, couple, a couple things before you try and help someone heal or get better, you have to make sure they're done with the behavior that caused it. And that's another thing is, um, you know, some often people are taken aback when I point out that they've had a role in the creation of whatever they're experiencing. And you know, most people want to point at outward influences and be a victim and uh, it was one of the hardest things that i had to learn and, and one of the hardest things i convey to my cancer clients and that is why did you produce this cancer like, i didn't produce the cancer mike well let's look you know let's go through your traumas and let's go through your experiences and let's see what emotional what repressed emotions are unresolved and and you know appear to your subconscious mind to be so difficult that you want to you know, perceive death as a way out and you begin to suppress your immune system. I mean, it, psychosom the psychosomatic influence of, of uh, pain and illness is, um, is powerful and, and widely overlooked. Yeah. Now, you know, the older I get and the more people I'm meeting in, in this industry, you're just finding out how much, you know, the subconscious plays a part, you know, how yeah, I've talked to um, therapists, psychologists about you know mindfulness of what you're doing and just like a simple thing of of you know if you have a little food addiction or maybe alcohol 
a little quick three-step that I learned from uh, that psychologist was, you know, first of all, is this something you really want or is it something else? So you kind of ask in your subconscious mind about that. Then, okay, if you answered yes, as you're, as you visualize yourself eating or drinking, you know, is that something that you want to make you happy? Okay. Then after that, that event is done, are you going to regret it? And if you say no, then go ahead. But if, most of the times you'll probably answer a couple no's in there and that's you kind of reprogramming yourself. So it's, yeah. Kind of the same same philosophy. What you're talking about? Well, yeah, because you know, number one, eating is emotional. Uh, number two, it can be unconscious. So you're just you're just shoveling it in, um, and and not and not mindful of what. So when I do weight loss, I I they get a food diary. We're going to keep track of everything you put in your pie hole. I tell them, yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> because, you know, we could, because we, we are unconscious about our eating and it's emotional. I had a client who came in for sugar addiction. And so I helped her a series of sessions and she got control of it and she was doing real well. And three months later, she, uh, she, she calls and said, help. I fell off the wagon. Can I come in? I'm like, sure. So I pulled her file and I was looking through it. And when she got there, I said, you know, you thought you said you thought you had dealt with your mom's death. Let me ask you something. Did she bake for you when you were little? Cookies and cupcakes? And I said, this isn't about sugar. It's about your mom. She'd lost her mom. And the anniversary of her mom's passing was coming up. And they were planning a celebration of life. And as she got closer to that and was thinking about mom, she wanted the sugar that, re that reminded her of mom, right? So I helped her. I took her through, um, uh, I took her through loss. Uh, you know, hypnotherapy for loss and helped her move through the five stages of loss. And when she realized what this was about, the sugar kind of went away. Was... Well, uh, Norman, that's uh, awesome. All the, the topics and everything um, if for any of my audience that's interested, what's the best way of reaching out to you uh, website, email, any social media? Yeah, I'm, I'm on all the, all of the, well, I'm not on TikTok. I got IG. I've got Facebook, Norman Plotkin or Norman Plotkin Inc. My website is normanplotkin.com, N-O-R-M-A-N-P-L-O-T-K-I-N, normanplotkin.com. My email is my name, Norm, my nickname at my full name, norm at normanplotkin.com. Uh, again, Facebook, IG. I've got a YouTube channel. I've got to get better at making videos, but um, but there are some meditations there. My website has a couple downloadable um uh, things that you can check out if you're curious. I've had many people download the free uh, med uh, hypnosis session on uh, confidence. And um, uh, how about your book? Is that on Amazon or your website? I have two books: um, "Take Charge of Your Cancer: The Seven Proven Steps to Healing and Recovery," and "Mastermind Master Life." Both are on Amazon, um, and both uh, are accessible by my website. Great, great. And uh, my audience always knows I put all the links of that in the, the podcast description too. So you don't have to write it down while you're driving right now, if you're listening. <laughs> well, uh, Norman, uh, just thank you so much for jumping on the, the, the podcast with me. You know, I, I just love getting all walks of life and how it uh, integrates with, you know, not just fitness, but just everything. Like you said, mind body connection, which is important for health. You know, not everything is about lifting weights and in that world. So it's just, it's great seeing uh, people doing what they're doing like you. Yeah. You know, the, the longevity, I mean, we, we, this is again, the most fantastic machine that we'll ever have. And uh, the care and feeding of it is really important, especially as we get a little older. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Norman. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Brad.